return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Tonight uh, we're just blessed. Are you going to use this mic probably? Okay. been a good day at the tabernacle. Let's welcome Pastor Jeannie, all right, as she comes here. Thank you. Amen. It's been a good day. That's what Jesus does, doesn't he? He came to give us life and life more. Amen. So I'm speaking tonight on a topic that actually really personally changed my life, um, and not that long ago, and... Um, has changed our lives, has changed the church, actually. So uh, the topic is the storehouse principle. And, you, you know, you might say, well, what's a storehouse? Well, we'll, we'll cover that, and we'll cover benefits uh, from obeying the Word of God and looking more at His power, His how infinite He is, how generous He is, how good He is, how much He cares about us, how much he cares about our lives and things that we care about and things that we're facing. So, so the storehouse principle, it's about financial blessing, but it's so much more than that. It's about the favor of God, walking with the favor of God and walking under that blessing that God has commanded on all of our lives. So we're excited about that. We're thankful for that. And when do you want to start a storehouse? Right now, we want to start it today. Amen? So when do you want to plant a tree? Yeah, (laughs) right, 20, 30 years ago. Amen? Kudos to Pastor Dave. Look at the trees that he's planted. We should go around sometime and count all the trees that you've planted in our lifetime. So it's a beautiful thing. So it's seeds. It's the principle of the seed. So I'm praying tonight, Father, for revelation that you, by your spirit, that you'll bring a revelation of the storehouse principle and anything else that you want us to see tonight. Thank you, Lord. Our eyes are open. Our ears are open to hear you. And we're going to mix what you speak tonight with faith that we're profited in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, one neat word is that God has commanded a blessing on you. He's commanded it. So I'd like to start first with Galatians 3 and 27 through 29. And this is talking about being blessed, being heirs of Abraham, and, but how the old now is the new, that we're walking in the new. And... Um, I'll go ahead and read this. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union with the Christ, with the anointed one, you have clothed yourself with Christ. That is, you've taken on his characteristics and his values. Let's all claim that tonight. Amen. There is now no distinction in regard to salvation. 
There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you who believe are all one in Jesus Christ. No one can claim a spiritual superiority. Amen. And if you belong to Christ, here we are. If you belong to Christ, if you do raise your right hand. Amen. We belong to Christ. It says, then, everyone say then. Then you are Abraham's descendants and your spiritual heirs according to God's promise. We're going to look a little bit about what that means, what it means to be a spiritual heir, that the blessings of Abraham have come upon the body of Christ, and that we're, we're walking in that blessing that has been commanded. Command is a strong word. God has commanded a blessing on you. And, of course, that's a whole other sermon, but he can't reverse it. It is an irrevocable blessing that he has commanded on us, He's spoken it on you and our children and our children's children. So having established that the Old Testament blessings of Abraham have come upon us in the New Testament, if you believe that, say amen. Let's look at Deuteronomy. And I guess I never get tired of Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 13. Hallelujah to the Lord. So he says, and I'm just going to go ahead and tonight the word is going to speak for itself. That's what the power in the word. The word will speak to our spirits. It says in verse 1, If you fully obey the Lord your God and follow his commands that I give you today, the Lord your God, here we go, come on. Let's look at these blessings. He will, what? Set you on high above all the nations on the earth. Thank you, Lord, for the nations. This is God's idea. These are God's thoughts. These are God's desires. For every one of us here today, for each one of you in this room, just that alone, that he will set you on high. You're the head, not the tail. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. So that's a great great thing to be in company with. Amen? And here we go. You'll be blessed in this city. You can read it with me if you want to. I think it's the same translation. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. The crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in, say it, and blessed. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come in at you from one direction, but flee from you in. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns. And this is a verse that we really want to focus in on tonight. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns. I'll say it from the screen here. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in what? All, 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 come on, all that we undertake. I'll read it in a different translation. The Lord will send a blessing on you on your barns and everything you put your hand to. Let's go ahead and take a look at your hands right now. The Lord says right on these hands that he's going to put a blessing on everything we put our hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he's giving you. Then the Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God, walk with him. And then it talks about how the people of the earth that, that see it, they're going to reverence you. And the Lord will grant abundant prosperity. 
lot of repetition here. In the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, the crops of your ground, and in the land he swore to give to your ancestors. Verse 12, we can't leave that one undone. The Lord will open the heavens. Open heavens. Let's declare that. The Lord will open the heavens. We live under open heavens. The storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in season to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many. Come on, let's walk in this. You will lend to many nations, but you will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Pay attention to the commands of the Lord that I give you this day and read them. You'll always be at the top and never at the bottom. Amen. Selah. Thus saith the Lord. So uh, that's, that's quite a lot of word right there that uh, covers a lot of area, areas of our life. I want to focus on verse 8. So if we can go back to verse 8, and it says, The Lord shall command the blessing upon, I want you to notice four things. The Lord shall command the blessing on you upon in your storehouses, in all that you undertake. Okay, I'm going to read it from my notes. The Lord will bless you. He's commanded a blessing on you, on your storehouses, on your work, which is what you set your hand to do, and on your land. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. The Lord has commanded a blessing on, why don't you shout it out after I say it, on you, your storehouses, your work, and your land. Well, I'm going to say it one more time. The word is doing the work tonight. The Lord has commanded, it's the blessing, the blessing. Shout it out on you, your storehouses, your work, and your land. Okay. So I want to uh, pull out a couple things from verse 10 through 12. It says, all the people of the earth shall see. What are they going to see? They're going to see prosperity. What are the, what's something they won't see? Poverty, lack, discouragement, debt, failure. We're just simply talking about what God says. We're not talking about our experiences. We're talking about what the word of the Lord says. It says that the people of the earth shall see. God's blessing on your life shows. It says uh, they'll respect you. And then verse 11, the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. Thank you, Lord. Plenty of goods. And again, we already read that, but the word is working tonight. In the fruit of our body, the increase of our livestock, the produce of our ground, and in the land that the Lord swore to give to us. The Lord will open up to you his, it says, good treasure. And um, this, yes, this is his good treasury. I want to explain a little bit of what, what that really means. It says that the Lord will open it up to you. Everyone in this room, the Lord will open up his good treasure. The heavens to give rain in its season to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations and you shall not borrow. This good treasury, it says that the Lord will open up for you. In the Hebrew, this good treasure means storehouse. The Lord will open up to you his storehouse. Well, that's got to be a wow right there, I would say. Storehouse in the Hebrew. Please get a picture of this. Let's just, let's just shake ourselves. 
and determined to rise higher tonight and to reach out for all that God has. The storehouse, God's storehouse is a reservoir. It's a depository. It says, in other words, it's a stockpile. It's a house of treasures. It's a house of wealth. It's an armory, possibly, to store tools for battle. It's the treasury of heaven, such as gold, such as silver. And God says he will open up his good treasure to you. Thank you, Lord. It's open. Can we thank him for that right now? Thank you, Lord. It's open. We don't have to work harder. We don't have to pray longer. He just says we are heirs of Abraham and of all the promises. And he says that he's opened up his storehouse. Does everyone see that in the word tonight? He will open up for you his good treasure. He, God has things stored up. See, storehouses, that's God's idea. And we'll look at a few more verses that, that just are like, yes, Lord, wow, Lord, I'm going to have a storehouse. God has stored things up for us to be accessed according to our needs, according to our desires, and according to our requirements. He said to ask, amen? The Message Bible call, calls these storehouses, God's storehouses, the sky vaults. So God will open up the sky vaults of heaven. I like that. I think that's a beautiful word picture. That the sky vaults of heaven are open because of the blessing of the Lord. It's not anything we've done. It's everything that he has done. It's Jesus. He has paid it. There's so much in that song. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. But now we're singing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. And we walk under open heavens. We have access to the throne. And the sky vaults of heaven, God's word says, are open unto you. I believe we're going higher. Proverbs 10:22. I feel like is Kevin and Cindy's signature verse, but I'm going to share it tonight because the Lord shared it with all of us. But he says, Proverbs 10:22. this says, The blessing of the Lord brings and... Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Um, another translation says, The blessing of the Lord brings wealth, which means overflow. Okay, let's all say overflow. He's always the God of more than enough. He's always the God of abundance. And, and the NIV says he adds no trouble. Now I'm going to go back to who? The Lord. We have to watch for fingerprints. Not everything is from the Lord. When someone gets cancer, we can't say, uh, well, there's a reason or there is a purpose. Let's just get away from Christian cliches that don't line up with the word of God. Amen? It says, the blessing of the Lord brings overflow. He adds no trouble. Jesus came that we could have life and life more. There are fingerprints of the evil one. The thief comes to say it, kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come. Thank you, Lord. You've come. The Lord adds no trouble. I like the rest of this. No stress, no heartache, pain, or toil. Those things are not from the Lord. He'll bring us through, and he'll cause us to, to lie beside still waters. 
So the blessing of the Lord brings these things, and he adds no trouble to it. So God has a storehouse mentality. I think this is really good news. It changed my life. I grew up in poverty. I, I grew up, it didn't even cross our mind to get new shoes or, you know, it just, things, we got shoes, but I don't know where or, or you know, it just, it was a way of growing up and maybe a lot of us grew up that way. Or even I, you know, told the story like, I mean, going to a restaurant and ordering orange juice. Are you kidding? <laughs> Poverty mentality. You know, what if you want orange juice? It's okay. Go ahead and order orange juice. It's up to you. And um, Or milk. You know, like, I'll have a glass of milk, please. <laughs> you know, it's just breaking free. Come on. Breaking free from, from a poverty mentality. Okay, stay on track here. God has a storehouse mentality. When he says, I want to bless you, has God said that? I want to bless you. <laughs> He said, exceedingly abundantly above all we could even imagine or dream up or think up on our own. He says, I want to go even far beyond that. When he says, I've commanded a blessing on your storehouses, tonight I want to grasp even more of the immensity of what he means by that, of what he is saying to us. So I want to tell you a little story about a, a man. It's a conversation with a man who he caught the vision of God's abundance. So he came up to this other person, and, and he had three questions. And he said, when I say would, excuse me here, I'm getting my props. <laughs> when I say would, he says, what do you think of when, when I say would? The man thought it was a goofy question, but he said, well, I guess I think of this wood that will probably go in the fire pit or a fireplace <laughs> or my table, my wood table at home. And the man of of vision said, do you know what I think of when, sorry, I don't want to get away from my notes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you know what I think of when when I hear the word wood? The man of vision, you know where I'm going. He said, I think of the redwood forest. I think of the Amazon rainforest, which covers parts of nine countries, most of it in Brazil and in Peru. I think of the Congo rainforest in Africa. When I hear the word wood, I don't think small. I think big. I think of the Sierra Nevada, home to the giant sequoia trees. Oh, how I wanted to show pictures of trees tonight, but I just didn't feel time allowed it. So when you hear the word wood, poverty mentality might say, yep, here's a piece of wood. The people of vision, the people of abundance who had revelation knowledge, just a tiny, just a glimpse of who he is. We can begin to picture what does the word wood mean to you? Hallelujah for wood. So the man went on. He said, I'd like to ask you a question. What do you think of when I say rock? And the man said, well, this rock, I actually pulled it out of my garden before I came to church here tonight. Well, that man didn't say that, but I said that. 
he said, I suppose the rock in my driveway, there can be some real pretty rocks, you know. And um, he said, again, the visionary replied, when God thinks of a rock, you know where I'm going? When God thinks of a rock, he, th- <laughs> he thinks of the Rocky Mountains. He thinks of the Himalayas, the Appalachians or the Andes. He thinks of Mount Everest. Just Google sometime, the highest mountains in the world. When we hear the word rock, the man of vision will see an abundance of rocks and mountains and formations that our God created, our God, our God of abundance. So again, the visionary replied, let's see, water. He said the word water. This came in handy because I already, already had some water. <laughs> he said water. What do you think of when, when you think of water? Well, I guess I think of this bottle of water. Maybe my sprinkler to water my grass. Come on. Streams. God, God, the man of vision will say, he went on to describe his idea of what God thinks when he thinks of water. Come on. God thinks of the oceans of the world. The Pacific. Have you seen the oceans? The Atlantic. The Indian Ocean. The Arctic. 71% of the earth is covered with water. Are we just going to think of a glass of water when we think of that one word water? He's a God of more than enough. He has hundreds and thousands and millions of, of times, let's see, things, I guess, more than he needed in reserves. He has storehouses. God has storehouses. Even though he knew he could create anything at any time he wanted, he didn't just create enough to get by for the moment and then create the rest to meet the need as it arose later. No, he has storehouse mentality. And the good news is we can think like God. How about if we declare that tonight? I can think like God. Let's declare I have the mind of Christ. And I believe we can think bigger and bigger and bigger. I think something was said this morning about not setting any limits. God is a God of surplus. God is a God who's more than enough. We have the mind of Christ. We can see things from his perspective. We can say wood, and all of a sudden, we have a whole different vision of what the word wood means. What does water mean? What does rock mean? God never did anything without creating more than he needed. Isn't that amazing? Why? We don't know why, but it's his nature. He is a huge thinker. God is a huge thinker. Okay, let's think about the planets. The planets. To hold one planet on which he placed humanity. He created a universe with billions of solar systems, many of which could hold planets of their own, Why did he need so many extra? Animals. Psalm 50 says he owns all the creatures of the forest and the cattle on... Wouldn't the cattle on 10 hills have been enough? How about on 100 hills? Wouldn't that have been enough? He's the God of extravagance. He does exceedingly abundantly above. He does um, exceedingly magnificent. When he spoke about the, the description of the temple, he, sp- he spared no cost 
with his only begotten son. And if you want to, if you want to get inspired, read about the tabernacle, the gold, the jewels, the fabric, the purples, the golds, the scarlets, the royalty. Oh, you're a lavish God. And he lavishes his love upon us. Food. To feed Adam and Eve, he created a whole planet of food. Why so much? Why didn't he wait for the generations to follow, to come along, and let more food-bearing plants grow as they were still needed? I know when we were first married, like, I'd always want to make sure there was enough food if we had company. <laughs> so maybe that was, maybe that was like um, the storehouse mentality, but, you know, I know one time I... I baked two full chickens in a roast. And David's like, you really think we're going to need all that food? Well, we didn't. But I wanted to have enough. <laughs> and it got used. But, um, you know, isn't, God is lavish. He's extravagant. What about water? To get a drink, a stream would be enough. God created enough water, like I said, to cover 71% of the earth. Did he really need so much in reserves? Everyone say reserves. Reserves. To take care of his children, God has storehouse mentality. I'm going to repeat Deuteronomy 28.8. I'll just, you've got it in your notes. I'm just going to, I want to speak it out. This God of abundance has commanded a blessing on your storehouse. On you, on your storehouse. Okay, I have a question tonight. Do you have, I'm going to ask two questions actually. Do you have a storehouse? Do you have storehouses? That is actually plural. In, the, in Deuteronomy, in the, in the King James, it, it says that he has commanded a blessing on your storehouses. Do you want your storehouses blessed? Do you desire increase in your storehouses? Amen. We'll, we'll read about why. So we can go buy diamonds and rubies and... No. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the gospel. It's all about the word. Do you desire increase in your storehouses? We can receive this blessing on our storehouses even more and more. What is the storehouse? A storehouse is a place where provision is stored up. It's laid aside. It's accumulated for a later date. Everyone say later date. <laughs> it's a repository or a source of abundant supplies set aside for an appointed time when it will be used. A storehouse is the idea of preparation based upon foresight. I read that somewhere. I love that sentence. A storehouse is the idea of preparation based upon foresight. We're people of, of vision. We're going to look ahead, and we're going to see what's this going to take? What's this going to take? What's a missions trip going to take? What's it going to take to bless this ministry? What's it going to take to send a child to college? We are people of foresight. In other words, because you know that at some point in the future there will be a demand or a need, you set something aside to be accessed later. A storehouse is a source of financial blessing. It is for you. It is for your family. It is for others. 
It is for the Lord's work. It's for an emergency. Like Pastor Dave says, you, everyone knows Christmas is coming. I don't want to say that's an emergency, but <laughs> you might think so on December 15th. Ah, I got to go shopping. Have a storehouse. Everyone knows you're going to need new tires on your, on your vehicle. So um, it's not rocket science. So we have a storehouse. Maybe call it an automobile storehouse. A storehouse is a savings account where you put extra money in every time you get paid. I'm going to say those last few words again. Every time you get paid. One more time. Every time you get paid. And then the, ne- the end of that sentence is you leave it there. <laughs> you leave it there. And we'll talk about a spiritual principle. Why? We don't want to consume it. Don't, don't consume your storehouse. Do not eat your seed. What are we going to plant if, we, if we've eaten all of our seeds? Don't eat your seed. It will grow. Your storehouse is your extra. Can we shout that out, extra? Shout out reserve? Shout out surplus? I wouldn't be so excited about preaching on storehouses if it wasn't the Word of God. And if it wasn't such a huge thing that I got set free from, and it's a, just a great, huge need in the world. It's a burden for, for people to be financially strapped and under debt and having to pay bills. It's a burden. But um, storehouses, the storehouse principle will release spiritual and financial blessings that we, we don't have to have that yoke on us. God has commanded a blessing on this storehouse. Now, how can God bless what you don't have if we don't have a storehouse? I mean, there is something very spiritual here. Something that he does, it is in the spirit that he does on those storehouses. You can't explain it. So um, let's look at a few more verses. Again, God has storehouse mentality. Psalm 31, verse 19 says, how great is your goodness, which you have, say it. Let's read that again. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of them who take refuge in you. I'm going to read it in a couple more translations. It says, how abundant are the good things you have stored up for those who fear you. How abundant How abundant are those things that God has stored up? Remember, we're living under those open sky vaults. Amen? They're open to you. It says those things that are stored up by the Lord, because we fear him and reverence him and walk with him, it says that there's an abundance of good things. Again, what kind of things are they? And they're good things. Thank you, Lord. Let's just... I can't get on another sermon here. (laughs) God is good and the devil is... All right. Watch the fingerprints. Uh, New Living Translation says, Your goodness is so great. Can we say that together? Your goodness is so great. Let's say it one more time. Your goodness is... You have stored up great blessings for those who honor you. Come on. Let's tap into those. The, The Word says, You have done so much for me. Those who come to you for protection, blessing them while the whole world watches. So again, it's interesting that 
the Holy Spirit would think it was important to bring it out that it is a witness. It's a witness. How about how about the Queen of Sheba? That's a whole story in itself. That um, the blessings of the Lord. God has a storehouse. We see that right from that verse, Psalm 31. God has a storehouse. He wants us to have storehouses. Can we say storehouses? Storehouses. Okay. Um, Another psalm says from the Amplified, God's storehouse is filled with things he wants to place in. Oh, wait a second. No, that's not. Here's the scripture. Psalm 33. I was writing. I was wasn't reading the right scripture. Psalm 33, 6 through 8. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all their hosts by the breath of his mouth. Just stay with me, because you'll really like this. He gathers the waters of the sea as in a bottle. And what does he do with them? Puts them, puts the deep in storage places. It, another translation says, puts them in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord, revere and worship him. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe before him. Um, oh, that was the Amplified. I just think that's amazing that God's storehouse is filled with things he wants to put in our storehouses. There's been people, I haven't had visions like this, but there's been people that have had visions of heaven's storehouses and the things that are in there to be tapped into and to ask, won't you please ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Why then, the question arises, why do we need storehouses? The answer is obvious, so we can have an excess. Excess. His excess is called abundance. It's called overflow, increase, and prosperity in the scriptures. This is the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Jesus broke the curse of the law. He broke the curse of of poverty, sin, sickness, disease. He came. His blood dropped on the earth, and the curse was broken. So we want to start a store storehouses today so God can bless them. Amen? And we want to start um, with uh, different kinds of storehouses. Start more than one in obedience to the Scripture because there was an S at the end of that word, storehouse. So can we, I love interaction. Can we all say again, storehouses? storehouses storehouses it's all about god's idea we want to start you can start an individual storehouse you can start a storehouse for your family you can start a storehouse for the poor somebody gave me a piggy bank piggy bank it said uh, shoe storehouse well i'm not using that but i still i think it was funny anyway You can start a vacation storehouse. Amen. How about a ministry storehouse? How about a gift-giving storehouse? You have the the gift of giving gifts. And you're always wishing like, oh, you wish you could go to that that, uh, that account, go to that savings place and grab a $50 bill and bless a waitress's socks off in winter to Jesus because you have access or excess, excuse me, access and excess. Um, have a storehouse for an emergency fund. Amen. And uh, that will really eliminate stress and worry from, from our lives. When we have storehouses, 
but you know, and but the supernatural thing, it's just amazing how God blesses these storehouses. Your storehouses will grow. God has commanded it. He's commanded that blessing. So these storehouses will grow. If there's no storehouse, there's nothing to bless. Now, I don't know much about math, but I love multiplication. <laughs> I, I don't know all the, the, that other stuff. My sister, Maureen, was a genius, and she liked trigonometry, and what would the other ones be? Calculus. She loved calculus. I didn't even know what to call it. <laughs> yeah, she got those genes. I like multiplication. <laughs> and God is into multiplying and to adding. And, he, you know, he added to the church daily. And, and uh, the blessings in Peter are multiplied unto you. So zero times zero is zero. So if you have no storehouse, it cannot be multiplied. He can't bless it. One times nine is, okay, there's some multiplication going on there. What about... What about, what about if you put uh, $9 in your storehouse? Maybe it's a storehouse where you want to help me out, somebody. You want to vacation storehouse. <laughs> so it's, it's multiplied. What if, that, what if that $9 doubles? Come on. Okay, the blessing of the Lord. There's a multiplication. He commands a blessing on it. And every time, well, I'll, I, you know, I'll read the little thing at the end, this financial thing that, <laughs> that is just, it's a supernatural act of God. It's based on spiritual truths upon which to build financial peace, we could say. It isn't turmoil. It isn't stress. It's like not pulling your hair out. It's not worry. It's not a burden. But the multiplication of your storehouses defies explanation. Can I tell you that again? Can I encourage you tonight? The multiplication of your storehouses, it defies explanation. It's just standing back and going, look what the Lord has done. And you've heard testimonies again and again. I don't know how it happened. I had, I had uh, money sa- saved in an account. And I went, and I thought there was $300, and somehow there's $525. There's no explanation for this. It's very fun to serve the Lord. I want to repeat this. A storehouse is a place where you put extra money every time you get paid. So most people, you get paid every two weeks or every month, every week. Every time you get paid, you take a percentage of that and you put it in a storehouse. You leave the money there until needed. You don't consume it. And I already said you don't eat your seed. It will grow. It is your extra. It is your reserve. It is your storehouse. It is your surplus. And God has commanded a blessing on it. How can God bless what you do not have? Every time you get paid, use the 10-10-80 plan. All right. Everyone say 10, 10, 80. Tithe 10% to God. We all know that. Tithe 10% to God. 
Can we say that out loud? Tithe 10% to God. Save 10% in your storehouses. Maybe you're going to put $3 in your vacation fund, $3 in your gift-giving fund, and $4 in your, in your um, emergency fund. And, but these are your storehouses. And then every time you get paid, then you live off the 80%. Okay, so um, I was going to talk about the ants, but just that verse about that the, I'll just say it, that the ants have storehouses. And, you know, they're always storing up because they know winter's coming. So go to the ant and look at the ant. And Pastor Davis preached amazing sermons on that. Why does God want to bless your storehouses? Why does he desire his people to have plenty, to have an abundance, to have a surplus? I love the answers to this question. First of all, it's his nature. Oh, Lord, you're so generous. Oh, Lord, you're so good. One of his names is El Shaddai. Can we say his name? El Shaddai. And there's several different references. One is in Genesis 7, 17. But this actually means, El Shaddai means the many-breasted one. That's an amazing name for God, that he is a nourisher. He's a supplier, El Shaddai. He is the one who satisfies. So to think that, one of the names of our God is El Shaddai, that he's our source for what we need. He's more than enough. He's Jehovah Jireh. That is his name and that is his nature. Hebrew names describe the nature of a person. God was continually revealing himself as the solution to Israel's problems in an endeavor to manifest his character and his nature. El Shaddai, he's more than enough. As a loving father, he takes pleasure. Come on, let's get our minds renewed. Lord, help me. As a loving father, he takes pleasure in blessing his children with good things. Doesn't the book of Luke say it's your, it's your father is what? Good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his pleasure. That's, he made us that way. Psalm thirty-five twenty-seven. Let the Lord be magnified. Who takes what? Pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I'll read the first part there too. Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness. Let's do this. Shout. Shout for joy. Hallelujah. Let's be glad. Amen. And say once in a while. Let's say it continually. Let's say it every day. How about the nations that are represented in this church? Don't you want to get on an airplane and bring the gospel to the nations? Don't you want to get on an airplane and bring needs to people who are needy? Bring them rice. Bring them food. Bring them things that they need. That's the desire. God made you that way. God put that desire in you. And God says, let the Lord be magnified. The Lord is magnified when he sees his children blessed. And he says, it says he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Thank you, Lord, for that truth tonight. From the moment he created mankind and he placed them in the garden, we see him providing all we need. In the garden, everything was flourishing. All things were created to increase. Everything was. God didn't plan it for things to die. God didn't plan for fruit to wither. It says... Uh, he demonstrated this ideal to Adam and Eve, and he, and he told them, be fruitful and 
See? Multiplication. God loves multiplication. Don't you love it when things multiply? Pastor, don't you love it when the church attendance multiplies? Amen. We love it when there's a multiplication. I kind of sidetracked, but where was it? In pastor's conference where they said, like, if somebody said, if every person would bring someone between now and Christmas, who did that? Do you remember that? Was that Larry's? Yeah. So, yeah. So, double. It's just, it's God's idea. That's what God wants. And um, in Isaiah, okay, I love this. Isaiah 9, 6. We'll read this. And I am going to wrap up early tonight. FYI. (laughs) For unto us a child is born. To us a son is, see, given. Generosity. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called, you can say the names, say it. Prince of Peace. Jesus was called Sar Shalom. That means, we say in English, the Prince of Peace. Sar Shalom. Even in Israel, when you ask a person, how are you doing? They say, Ma Shalom Cha. And which means, how is your Shalom? Should we ask ourselves tonight, how is your Shalom? Now, the reason that it's important, here's some things that Shalom means. How is your Shalom? How is your peace? How is your freedom from conflict? Your turmoil? War? Both from outside enemies and from trouble within yourself. Shalom means prosperity, wholeness. It means health and well-being. Shalom is life as it's supposed to be. Let's just settle into that. It's as it's supposed to be. Shalom. It's a rich, calm, and a good life. Shalom, as many of you know, means nothing broken, nothing lacking, nothing missing. That's your father. That's your Sar Shalom who lives in you. Our Prince of Peace. So when Jesus came, he came to reveal the, the exact imprint of the Father, Hebrews tells us. He was the express image of God. And everywhere Jesus went, he left the environment better than he found it. Everywhere he spent time, the situations improved. He took charge of and changed every adversarial situation he encountered. So I am praying tonight for all of us. I just, I want to think bigger, that we have a greater vision of this great, these great storehouses where there's no shortage, there's no lack in the kingdom, nothing's on back order. There's a limitless supply Many are afraid to ask too much. We're taught to think small. How many grew up that way? We think in earthly terms. Even if we think in abundance, we think in limited terms because that's maybe all we knew. 
Everything in our world has dimensions or limits. We want to do more than make it to heaven. Can you say amen to that? We want to see the manifestation of, of his desires on the earth. You know, you could say it's like our desires. It's his desires. It's what God said. We need to know even more the nature of our Father. Once we do, small-minded thinking and poverty mentalities will be a thing of the past and will stand up and believe him for the resources necessary to impact generations for the glory of God. That's our God. Um, a couple last scriptures is Deuteron- or, excuse me, Proverbs 19:17. When we have enough to distribute to others, we can help the poor. He who is kind to the poor, we lend to the Lord, and he will reward him for what he has done. So it's a great reason just to believe for storehouses to increase. Um, we want to leave an inheritance for our family, Proverbs 13:22, And that scripture says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. A sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. So that's another good reason to believe for God's commanded blessing on our storehouses. Uh, he, I'll just touch, you don't have to put it up there. Deuteronomy 8.18, it says he gives us power. He gives power to get wealthy. We can preach the gospel, influence society towards godliness, and affect the culture of our worlds. Uh, Malachi 3 says we live under open heavens, those open sky vaults. The blessing, the blessing betters the environment for everyone and most importantly glorifies God. So we want to start our storehouses today so God can bless the ones we already have, but um, maybe you want to start some new storehouses even after tonight. The command of blessing will affect us, and the blessing from our amazing God is declared upon you. The last verse I'll read is 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And then we'll distribute simple envelopes that can be pocket places for storehouses. You can write dreams that you have. Maybe it is for a child, for their college education. But uh, I want to tell you, when you skim off that 10% every month and you set it aside, whether it's wherever it is, an account, wherever this storage place is, there will be a supernatural multiplication on it because God said it. And we're not going to understand it. We're not going to understand why he said that when we bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that he opens up the window of heaven, he pours out blessings that we can't contain at all. We're not going to understand that with our mind. Amen? But we, we uh, are excited about it with our spirit because it's a spiritual truth. So I will close tonight with this declaration that says that God is able to make a lot of alls in this verse. All grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. All grace in abundance, always, in all circumstances, in abundance for every good work. So we're grateful to the Lord's word tonight. Amen. And that the storehouse principle can be even 
uh, we can we can do even more than we've already done. And so these are envelopes to distribute. <laughs> and I'll close in prayer. So should we all stand together? Thank you, Father. We thank you for your word, Father. Lord, we thank you for the storehouse principle. God, we thank you for that the blessings of Abraham, you said, have come upon the Gentiles. And, Lord, that you've commanded a blessing. And you said you command a blessing on our storehouses. Now, Father, tonight in obedience, we thank you, Lord, that we can begin to even set aside more and have different storehouses for different needs and that you are faithful and that you will bring an increase. In fact, that there's an anointing in this room here tonight through the word that's going forth for each one and to everyone that hears that that there's an anointing of abundance, that we can be even more effective for you, that there'll be financial increase, that there'll be enough funds for us to take the gospel around the world, to go on missions trips, to be able to pay for things that we could not pay for if it were not for the blessing that you have commanded on us. Father, we thank you for it. We receive it by faith. We thank you, Lord. We've been enlightened tonight. We thank you, Lord. There's revelation knowledge and that we're excited to see you work. And Lord, you will receive all the glory. You'll receive all the praise. We declare you're the God who's more than enough. You are El Shaddai. You are Jehovah Jireh. We bless you. We bless you, Lord, for your generosity. We bless you, Lord, that you lavish your good life upon us. And, Lord, that we'll be accountable. We'll be good stewards of what you've given to us. That we can be effective for you, even more effective than we have been in the past. We declare this and we pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, let's give them a shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessing of the Lord makes rich. Adds no sorrow with it. Did everyone get an envelope? Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.